0: Guess who's back, back again, Dunfield's back, tell a friend, Dunfield's (laughs) back, Dunfield's back, this is Come On You Reds, Gareth Wheeler alongside the returning Terry Dunfield, Jerome and I have been holding down the fort without you, welcome back to the fray my friends. Get in, and I come back en route to the finals now of the canadian championship um terry's back will reflect on his time down with the under 15s a number of toronto fc academy players were down there part of the national team setup we'll reflect upon the last few games for toronto fc where the group goes from here we'll look at to this saturday's massive tilt Trillium Cup, is it a thing? It doesn't matter because it's all about the table this weekend. Columbus Crew, Toronto FC in the capital of Ohio. Uh, Good to see you. Like I said, Terry, you can get at us anytime at Gareth Wheeler at Terry underscore Dunfield. Jerome, first of all, producer Jerome. Um how do you think things went without terry here were they some of our better podcasts because look we had Ollie curtis on we had richie lorea we had eric giacometti
1: we had you featuring on this podcast what do you think pal i am far from a replacement for terry benfield <laughs> i i i'm so happy he's back uh it really came at a time when uh, there's so much was happening around the team. And honestly, like that's why I'm excited about this episode here because uh, I was always wondering what Terry's input would be just on everything that's happened around the transfer window, all the new players coming out on the field. No pressure here, Doug Seriously, yes. <laughs> <field> um, <Harris. laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, no, um, we, we did our best to hold it down, but I couldn't be happier that Terry's back here. Oh, thanks But we thanks did one live from, um, live from
0: uh, Toronto FC Open practice. We spoke to the fans. Dude, we had Maria Papadakis. We've, we've filled a lot of airtime.
1: We need a full team to fill one I feel like pair of shoes on, for Terry Dunfield. I feel like yeah. I'm back on trial. <laughs> not not, standard not is even.
0: Being, the, the standard has been raised.
1: That's what it's about. Nice. nice. Well done, guys.
0: Uh, before we dig in, I want to share
2: what you've been up to. Why you were away and why you have that great tan that you have going on right now. Yeah. By the way, Florida in July and August is not nice. It was so hot. Yeah. It was close to 40, humid gross uh, tough training conditions for the boys but uh it was awesome as part of the canadian under 15 setup I hold was... on can I, can I
0: hit hit pause because we need the terry dunfield academy update <laughs> Okay, now you can okay, go. I, can go. <laughs> I guess it okay, counts as
1: sick. an academy
2: update. <laughs> I hope the kettle's already on. Settle in. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was the one of the coaches on the staff, which was great. There's a coach from Montreal as well, the under 17 coach. We were roommates, by the way. A roommate that snores sucks. That hold, is hold the on. worst. You, like that is awkward. As a 30-something year old man having a roommate. I'm used to I like it. So you we're do? Ba- we bounce ideas off us. It's like brings me back to my playing days. It was a bit weird, actually actually being on the staff table on a Canada trip and no longer on the players table i never really i guess in crossed I don't know I knew that I never knew that was coming that I never experienced it before but that was a little bit weird uh, but no it was great uh, we had a eight nine day training camp in Tampa that went really well uh, John Herdman's already done a great job of integrating Canada into the academies uh, there's been integration camps he's been in at Montreal Vancouver and uh, here at Toronto FC so the players kind of had an idea of what they were getting themselves into we did kind of an overview of, of what Canada's identity is and how we're going to play. We then go into the tournament. Uh, We have a a tough group. It it wasn't easy. Uh, Had uh, one, two, lost one. We now go into the quarterfinals. Uh, This was the highlight And this was the highlight So we're playing Mexico No team in Canada In all age categories Has beaten Mexico Since 2008 And we go out And stuff Mexico 2-0 Which was uh, Amazing Incredible I was supposed to go home The day before Hopefully Caps isn't Listening to this I took my extra day Off down there Caps needed me back Stayed with the boys And uh, what an incredible Feeling it was It gave everything We ended up I went home that night We limped out In the semifinals To Slovenia But uh in extra time but but some of our guys uh did really well jordan alvarez was in the team team of the tournament joss gordon playing the year up was in the team of the tour- tournament Jaquiel marshall ruddy was Shaquille marshall ruddy one of, this is a player we have to watch out for you'll like to hear this man united scouts were at every single one of our games watching him uh, so yeah, just just TFC players really represented well, and personally, it was it was a great experience. Uh, a great experience for the young kids as well, because
0: you're thinking under 15. Uh, what six, seven years from now, we're ramping up into the World Cup in 2026. Like 21 you should be
2: one of the coaches. This was our first presentation. I, I'm telling this you, this is like, the
0: future. The legacy is you guys. Well, what, what are you looking at right now in terms of? the Canadian men's national team going forward. You're looking at twenty year olds and down, really, and that kind of five, six year window, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, you tell me. I mean I'm yeah. not part of the You're
2: exactly right. And 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 you're the players are a lot closer than maybe what they might think. You're you're two, three years away from actually uh, playing a serious role. If you look at players like uh, alfonso davies Jonathan David they're young and, and if you're good enough you're old enough and, and these kids will get opportunities World Cup on the horizon here in 2026 hopefully we'll be going to Qatar some of these players will be involved in that uh, so so there's and, and I think for this was the first full camp for this age group so it was important that these players had a nice feeling uh, and also a belief factor too now that we've gone out and beaten in Mexico I, I think when we face Mexico in gold cup when we face them in qualifying, you know, it, we're, there's not going to be that fear factor anymore because we've 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 handed beatdowns to them in the GA Cup at the under 15 age group here at TFC, and now we've gone and beat them on the national stage.
0: Being a teenager and playing at the senior level, it's it's not a rarity anymore. Nope. It happens, like just Phil Foden, Mason Greenwood, 17 years old, you know, stepping up for Manchester United. Like you see this around. World football. You see it a little bit in MLS as well. And that's why, and while you were gone, Ali Curtis joined me on this podcast and he said before February, he wants to hand two to three, two or three other players uh, a homegrown, homegrown contract coming through the TFC Academy. So we've already seen one in Jacob Schaffelberg this year. We saw Noah Kello feature and do very well last night. These are teenagers, right? And and th- th- this is kind of modern-day football where young players, I like what you said, if, if you're good enough, you're old enough.
2: Yeah, and no, I think these young players, well said, Will, Just just – uh, when they're ready uh, just need an opportunity and and it, hopefully it it's, uh, comes on the back of already being integrated with the first team in training. They're they're comfortable playing in, in, in the second team in USL. So, so playing at BMO last night for Noble Akawa was actually normal. He was ready. He was prepared. He could trust in his training. He could trust in what he learned in the academy. Going away from Canada playing in big games already in the Canadian youth setup. That, that he wasn't overwhelmed playing against Ottawa and you know there's definitely parts of his game as Greg said in his press conference that needs tidying up and he needs time to grow into that ridiculous frame Uh, but but I I think that this will be part of Toronto FC's identity and the vision uh, for for the near future is to see more Academy graduates come through so let me ask you this before we move on how do you deal with as a coach
0: kind of the desire to win in that moment as well as keeping the long view in mind and that is developing these players and giving them the experience
2: yeah that's a tough one I I, I think timing is important I, I think throwing in uh, a whole bunch of, of young players that that in the deep end we saw that a little bit last year Houston away comes to mind I I, I think the context of, of the game or or the tournament or, or whatever competition that needs to be right I, I don't think you can it happens overnight I, th- I think it takes time but when players are, are, are ready it's sometimes you see a group of players actually come through which we saw at Man United all those years ago mm. um, I, I, I think you'll start to see the fruits of TFC's academy in the next two, three years but I think you need to really look at each case individually every every player is an individual every person is completely different and each player's pathway is a little bit different I don't think you can throw a blanket over everyone and say yeah this is the your pathway to the first team and it might mean loan spells it might means a little bit more time at USL it might be okay no well here's a taste of what it's like playing for the first team okay take a step back use that as motivation to get back here again and so when you do come back you're ready to stay so so I think you need to look at each player individually Uh, well done
0: Uh, Canada fell to under 15s fell to Slovenia Slovenia, yeah, I know them for their goalkeepers like Jan Oblak. and good show, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: I, 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 a, we they did, us in the, they did us in the group stages with two set piece goals. Uh, they're like Iceland, they're two blocks of four, their wingers press outside to in, they look to counter. It's like playing a bunch of Ivan Dragos. I must break you. <laughs> They they, uh, yeah, these guys were these guys were beasts. I think some of them had kids. Like they were, they...
0: It is so funny. Like growing, up, I remember playing in USA Cups when I was like 13, 14, 15, and there was like kids with full beards who were just massive who I was playing against. So I was like, "There's no way we're the same age." No, no chance. I remember the
2: under twenty World Cup funny story with Canada? We uh, we had a tough group. We had Brazil and Germany in our group, and this is like the days of like Adriano. He we just went mm. into Milan for six million our center back just won a drinking contest at university like what chance do we have
0: <laughs> so, which is equally impressive <laughs> yeah he's at
2: Fairfield so uh, anyway our one game where we've got a chance is against Iraq we're thinking right we've got these opening game we'll do we'll, you know we'll do Iraq today so we look at their team sheet handed in every single player was born January 1st 1981 what <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> how can they even keep the straight keep a straight face filling that out Seriously. That's ridiculous. It's like Ali Adnan. isn't he? 25 and he's oh. under FIFA investigation. Going it's like the in basketball, Greg Oden was like the what?
0: <laughs> he was like 20 going on going on 40 at the Ohio <laughs> State. Remember the
2: boy at Lazio was 44 that signed for their youth team a couple years oh, ago? Yeah. That was yeah. ridiculous. There's been Plenty of conversations There's about m- multiple players to do with but age. One moment or what? Something cool uh, just before we put a bow on it from the Canada the camp was. Uh, so my role, I was in charge of the backpack, and and that meant looking after the back four, the keeper. And <laughs> the they backpack. call it the number four, which is number six. The Michael Bradley, Liam mm-hmm. Fraser role. And uh, I'd never really worked like this before. There was the, the head coach, the director overlooking everything, Eric Tenladi, who, who did an exceptional job. Spent some time at Hyde Park, was a young Spanish coach. He was only 38 years at Espanol. Really, really yeah. good coach. And then the impact coach looked after the front pack. But as part of the back pack, it was almost like NFL style in that we were like, if we don't concede, we're a tight team. We do our job. Uh, we'll give these front players an opportunity a little bit like the offense in nfl to go and put points on the board and it was kind of cool so during training i'd hone in only on the backpack during games i'm focusing on the details of that and it was like boys we do our job we do not concede we're tough on set pieces we're gonna have a chance and and how the group sort of came together and almost had that old school mentality which we've a little bit lost a little bit with defenders of defending first a lot of defenders now want to be john stones and just play sexy football and break lines and uh we we kind of took a step back and 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 really just defended and and, and that was kind of a a cool way to to kind of handle it
0: like big picture don't you think that's the kind of the next evolution like the game continues to change but now with teams playing so many different attacking formations, basically five or six players that just go out there and attack, do you think that the world will kind of revert back where the back four, the back five, the back six, whatever it is, their job is simply to just get back to basics and defend now. I know you want those gallivanting runs and yeah. strong guys going forward, but with 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 so many wide players being used now in an attacking position, they're less needed that far up the pitch. They're almost like the second or third wave go, and exactly.
2: And, and so this is going to make me throw up in my mouth. Danny Higginbottom, former Red, he he put, he put a good article. Good out. As well. Yeah, he's good. Uh, not on your level, but he, he put on. <laughs> yeah, ah, <laughs> oh, Danny you. Higginbottom. Uh, he- <laughs> He put out a good piece in The Sun talking about exactly what you said about that the game is that quick. There's there's no longer box-to-box midfielders. You're literally an attacking midfielder or a defending midfielder. And the game, that transition phase is so quick now that the game's almost played in two phases. And, and that leads to that maybe backpack from pack is potentially the future
0: interesting uh welcome back good stuff congrats to uh all the kids i guess they're kids involved kids compared to us uh involved uh from toronto fc with the canadian national team setup uh let's go through the two games before we get some big picture thoughts because the transfer window came and went across major league soccer plenty has happened uh we'll get some of your reaction to that, but two games over the course of the last week since the last pod, one including a 1-1 draw on Saturday with Orlando. It was a disappointing night for me, um, Terry, because another night, it's like it was like a game like so many that we've seen at Bemo Field. Team come in, sit back, defend, score a goal on the counterattack completely against the run of play. There's frustration, you try to climb out of a hole, but there's only so Far that you can go in terms of mounting that comeback, and inevitably you come away with a point instead of three on a night where really those are the games that you need to take three points from. Um, I just th- look, there's going to be nights like that, it, it plays out just the lack of urgency for me is something that just I had a hard time dealing with post match. It's just whether it be from an attacking perspective showing that eagerness to make that run to create space to reward your teammates to go out of final defender it wasn't there and same thing defensively on the goal just not enough urgency to put out a fire once it's lit and that was the one word that came to mind more than anything else just the lack of urgency on the field just uh, it, it's kind of the battle between playing within your ideology and playing a little bit more pragmatic and desperate at times and until you can concede till Toronto FC conceded you didn't see that desperate once they did, you finally saw it, and the team came to life. That's kind of yeah, my, my assessment of what played out on Saturday.
2: Yeah, urgency is a, is a funny word, and, and, and you can use, an interesting word, should I say. And you can use it in different ways, and every player is a little bit different. And within each system, you can be innovative and, and show urgency in, in different types of ways. And I, I think we saw it from Orlando, and we're starting to see it when teams come to BMO Field that, that teams love playing in front of 30,000 people, love playing against the former champs. I know it was a couple of years ago. Love playing against one of the biggest sides in MLS. And Players with big uh, reputations. Yeah, and, and now all of a sudden, right, I want to test myself against Michael Bradley. This guy is is the U.S. men's national team captain, or should be. He's, he's, you know how I, I remember playing against him myself. I'm like, right, I'm out for it today. I want to show Michael and everyone else that I can play. And mm-hmm. I think we bumped in to a pretty good Orlando oh. team. I'd, I'd seen orlando a fair bit this They've was improved. one this is one of their best performances they're they're an interesting team there's a lot there's a lot of fluidity to their attack nanny pops up all over the pitch uh they won last night as well yeah and i, th- I thought it was important not losing because they would have leapfrogged us it was an important result last night winning 1-0 but um i i i think that the penny is now dropped. There's nine games to go. TFC probably need to get home field advantage, win at least six of those. Uh, and, and, and I think that that urgency will be there now. And, and that's something that will have been addressed. And I think if you look at the goal that we concede, there was probably two, three times in transition, he could have been hacked down. He yes. could have been a professional foul couple guys are caught sleeping and, and there's sometimes a little bit of complacency too when you're controlling a game i'd say tfc absolutely dominated controlled the game all of a sudden marky delgado's like maybe i don't need to track maybe i can stay up and all of a sudden it's too late and the quality of this orlando team now and a lot of the teams in mls is if you take a playoff from make a couple of mistakes that are compounded you're now going to be punished and now all of a sudden you were comfortable you're now chasing a game which you shouldn't be chasing tfc were by far Part of the better team on the day. Uh, but but lacked also uh maybe just a little bit of, of cutting edge it, it, was, it was a wee bit uh predictable at times their attack and, and and I guess as you, as you said we'll stick into your philosophy but I, I think at times and, and we've seen it this year uh players breaking out of that structure and and, and really expressing themselves within that system and uh I, I definitely think there's rope to go and do that uh, but but I think right now TFC are are just trying to find the way a little bit. Is our you know does Eltador need a second striker up there? If you play with two, where does Potsuelo fit into it right now? How do you get the best out of Josie? If Josie's on, there's no better number nine in this league. How do you get the best out of Josie for ninety just minutes? Just what, what
0: wasn't anywhere near involved enough. No. Josie on that night, and that's the thing over recent years when he's playing with Javinko, you have two runners up top. And Josie's been on an incredible run of form. He scored goals in four straight games, some incredible strikes as well. But that game, the two center backs just kind of surrounded him. He just couldn't get in front of that first center back and ended up just being frustrated on the night. Same thing with Pozuelo, like he was largely ineffective. Schaffelberg was taken off after 45 minutes because he was kind of left out on an island. On that left-hand side. And teams now watch to see how he plays. I still think he's a very good player. But he's got to be able to play inside a little bit more now, doesn't he? So now Vanny has a bunch of options. We saw a bunch last night. It's about making sure that it's the right mix, the right teams being named and played in the right way.
2: Yeah, I I felt a little bit for for Schaffelberg. He, He had our role-playing left back. He's, he's very right-sided. j was suspended. Yeah, so, so I think Schaffelberg's at his best when he's running on to things. And and he, he's, he's, he's only 19. He's learning his way. He's got ridiculous acceleration and pace. But I, I, I think for his next part of his development is, is just adding new dimensions to his game. Mm-hmm. At, at times, it's it, it's very linear, but but his very linear has added a ton of, of threat down the side, and, and it wasn't his day, and, and I can see why Greg took him off. The the, uh, the good news, and— I think Mullins has a big—sorry, so, well, before we Greg move on. That out, Mullins exact- has a big role to play in these next nine That's games. where I was going here, um, because
0: Vanny was— Fully complimentary of Mullins. And when he came on, whether it was 17, I forget what exactly it was. Uh, I have it up right here. Came on for 17 minutes. He scored a goal. But it wasn't the goal that he was complimentary of, because he was just kind of there, put it into the net. It was a hard running that he did to create space and open up other players. And that's what it's about right now, because Altidore doesn't do an incredible amount of running off the ball. Pozuelo is not the fastest player. He's not going to create space through speed or running into space. You almost need a player or someone else to come along and do some heavy lifting to allow those ultimately very skillful players in Altidore and Pozuelo to get the best out of them.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and and, uh, it, and I think that that is TFC's biggest decision right now, and it's a big one. What what direction are you going to go in for these next nine games? I don't think you can flip flop. I think you've got to find a way and stick with it trust in your personnel. There's, yes, it's a deeper squad, and you can bring players on and change games, but, but what what is TFC going to look like for these next nine games? How do you fit Potsuelo in? How do you get the best out of Josie Altador? Mullins is coming, and, and he's he's knocking on Greg's door saying, listen, I have a role here. I need to be in this team. Find a way to get me in this team. Nick De Leon's doing the same thing. He needs to be in the team in some way. Endo's been excellent. Schaffelberg gives you something, so how do you fit in all these attacking players and then Benizé you've got him as well uh Gallardo Gallardo. I I saw flashes from him last night that that were absolutely don't forget you've got Jonathan Azorio needs to fit in there so Greg's definitely got a lot of food to thought but how how do you get the best out of the collective group with those pieces and I, I think he's got different attacking weapons in there I think that just needs to be all brought together and I love by the way what Gonzalez has brought
0: right um one more thought about Saturday night before we look back on uh, Wednesday night Canadian Championship. Uh, Richie Lorea continues to impress. Uh, for me, he's your first choice right back. Uh, and that's with all due respect to Aro. Just his shoulder popped out. It, it popped out in Vancouver as well. Popped it back in. He's like Mel Gibson. Her, I did, <laughs> he's like Terminator, and, and 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 came on and finished that game and played the full ninety on Wednesday night as well. The way that that kid, and I guess twenty four, he's a kid as well. Um, All right, granddad provides pace. I, I think sometimes he needs to be a little bit more selfish, but um, the way that he's transitioned from basically an eight to an outside fullback with relative ease so quickly and has made himself at home has provided a little bit of swag or a little bit of attitude as well. He continues to impress me.
2: Yeah, I, I like how you brought up that, that bit of attitude and swagger, and he, he's a competitor, isn't he? And, and as soon yeah. as you see him around the training ground off the pitch, he's, he's the, got this infectious—he's got that Ashton Morgan smile where he's, he, he's he's fantastic for the changing room. He's happy-go-lucky. All the guys love him. Yeah, he, takes, he doesn't take a minute for granted. Uh, and the success he's had hasn't gone to his head. And uh, I I, 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 believe, I, agree with you. I think right now he is your, your, your starting right back. I think there's going to be an international call-up for him as well in these Nations League games. So he'll be rewarded with that. And I, I, I think he's adding a final product to his game. Look at his pass for De Leon on that first goal. I, I think he gets himself into those AVP areas, advanced platform areas, where he's in between lines or in behind the back line. Uh, I think he can create something out of nothing. I think he's got the ability when teams... uh, I remember listening to Pep Guardiola press conference when I was actually over in Manchester. uh, Man City were playing Newcastle and he spoke about Sané and Sterling, why they're so important because a lot of the times teams will sit back against Man City and it's a little bit similar at BMO to, to when teams come here and play against TFC and uh, and sometimes you need to create an overload by just going past a player. That's going to destabilize back lines. And and Richie Larea can skip past a player, can skip past another one. Now all of a sudden, it's that decision making: is it on to keep going and be selfish like you say? Is it is it on to combine? Is it on to hang it up at the back post? And that'll come with time. It's the fact that he's getting into these positions is great. And and I think on the defensive end, he's he's rarely been caught. I think he I think he's doing what's required on the other side of the. So uh, a 1-1 final on Saturday night. Being in BMO Field, it felt like
0: a loss afterwards. That's why Wednesday night was so important. Get some good vibes back going. Um, Basically, the entire team was changed. Uh, Well, Richie started, and there was one other carryover from uh, Wednesday night. Just blanking out on it right now. But um, basically, everyone else was changed from Saturday night. Uh, a new-look team, second leg against Ottawa, and they put it to bed early, Terry. Three first-half goals, braced by De Leon. Mullins, back-to-back uh, games with goals, and uh, Toronto FC, 3 nothing at halftime. Well, ended up winning on the night, 3 nothing, 5 nothing on aggregate. The other player, by the way, who carried over was Endo. And Van even told me leading into the game, he said... I just can't take Endo's energy out of the team right now. It's so valuable. But um some good goals, convincing play and players that are hungry, not only to advance in that competition but make their mark and put themselves into consideration for
2: the head coach by the way great call last night first of all I enjoyed it oh stop keep it coming Uh, (laughs) I I, I thought for Ottawa it was always going to be difficult Uh, I thought for them it was going to be a little bit of a yardstick to see how far the clubs come forward in the last 12 months remember 12 months ago TFC thumped them 4-0 here in the second leg and Ottawa would still be playing now and not have scored an open play uh, to be honest, it wasn't much better. I thought really it should have been six or seven last night if TFC were a little bit more ruthless in the final third, uh, created numerous opportunities. Uh, and and the, for Ottawa, it was always going to be tough as well. You're chasing a 2 0 scoreline. That endo late goal was a killer. You don't want to concede on a set no. piece to that Drew Moore. Overhead scissor kick It was a good goal But again Conceding to an MLS team On a set piece Is frustrating So you're now 2-0 down And you're coming into a side That's made nine changes It's not a reserve team These are very good players Vying to get into Greg Vanney's team This team's hungry If I'm Ottawa I'd rather play against Established pros Like Michael and Josie Who might just You know have Columbus in the back of their mind. But Load playing, management. Exactly. But <laughs> but you're playing against a team that's hungry, chomping at the bit. And, you know, Mullins is running in behind Gallardo. Every time he picks it up, he's trying to get to the byline. Endo's, not only does he bring energy, I think he's an absolute technician. Jonathan Azorio and De Leon were just a cut above the rest in the middle of the park. They were so good. And and I thought Liam Frazier, just going through the whole team, I thought he did the little things really well. I think he's shown mm-hmm. that... Um, um, his awareness to put out fires. I think he's learning from Michael was excellent. He's found a yard of pace in the last six months. He looked a little bit quicker getting to to, to win duels. I thought Moore and Zavaleta were comfortable. Bono made a couple of saves which were important for him. I remember that one time he came out against Francois. It looked like the Michelin man. That goal looked so small behind him. And and uh, Richie, Richie Lareau just continued his form on. It. And I think Moore was was hopefully was taken off at halftime with the thinking. Columbus on the weekend.
0: Let's go Let's go through some of that. Though. And I don't want to break down the entire game. You're right. Toronto FC was emphatic. Could have been even worse uh, for Ottawa than it actually was. And at first start for Erickson Gallardo. A lot of Toronto FC supporters have had to be patient, waiting. Came Me too. in. I was had ready had to a watch bit of play a six weeks ago. And honestly... I thought he was excellent on the night. The finish just wasn't quite there in front of goal. But I loved his distribution. I loved his touch. I loved his pace. I love how he worked in some tight spaces, both on the dribble, dribble and the pass. And I think he worked hard defensively as well. For, for me, he ticked all the boxes of what you're looking for from a player that's playing that position. Maybe lacking a little bit of polish, but this is his first start. This is his real first start extended run within the group and I thought he was excellent
2: yeah I'd say I I thought he was good Uh, I I thought defensively he was connected to the group I thought he was smart how he pressed and, and, and brought Ottawa inside uh, he's not played a whole bunch of football in the last six weeks, so you, this is your first start, and and I think well, you need to that, be, even. yeah. So I think you need to be a little bit patient, coming off a bit of an injury. The fact that he landed lasted, sorry ninety minutes is a, is a testament to to the sport science staff, but also his base fitness levels that he's that he's quite a fit lad. He reminds me a little bit of Shea Salinas, uh, bombing up and down the side. He's not gonna beat you with a trick, but but he'll he'll beat you with like a. Uh, a dribble pause And then get to the byline We didn't quite see his final product But but he was uh, industrious Didn't stop If he gave it away he, He's repressing And he's getting that ball mm-hmm. back quickly uh, And I think if this is his starting point And he kicks on from here that Then he could be the TAM Venezuelan international player We're all hoping he is
0: Right, 23 Just turned 23 years old A few weeks ago um, He made an impression on me also a lot of people are coming out of uh wednesday night raving about noble kello Uh, a a young player people have heard about him some people watched him for toronto fc2 at the mls all-star festivities was part of the homegrown game against chivas under 20. man of the
2: match that man
0: of the match came on as a second half substitute scored the equalizer went to penalties Uh, the mls homegrowns won that um And he came on for his toronto fc debut the first thing that stands out is like (laughs) look at that body he is absolutely massive it's it's very patrick vieira like in the middle of the park and i thought his touches on the ball were good He, he took a prominent role he didn't really shy away and I thought it was a very good introduction. I know it's something that Vanny wanted to do, make sure that the player got some time if possible. It was the perfect moment to bring him on, perfect context. And he rose to the occasion. I, th- I think that he is just yet another intriguing young player. Like, okay, it's nowhere near the finished product, but there's something there. Okay, O'Kella. Okello, <laughs> oh, I butchered it. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> uh,
2: I was... Uh... How can I say? I I thought Noble was noble. Uh, I, I I I'm not con- I'm, I do not want to be negative, and I'm not. Are you gonna thinking be. about what position he should play? Yeah, I, and, and I thought about that in the car on the way home after after broadcasting it, and I I'm not convinced he's an eight. He's a little bit like Pogba, to be fair. Like what's Pogba's best position? And I think I think it's an eight. And I think it was in Juventus playing on the right side of the diamond or the left side with Pirlo. And I think playing as a two at Man United doesn't quite work for Pogba. I don't think it works as a ten. I I, I think he is I think that kind of box to box kind of eight. And and, and for for Noble Akello, I'm. I think he's a similar type profile to, to, to Paul Pogba. And uh, I thought after five minutes of coming on, there was an aha moment where he's kind of went on a couple of runs and he was like, you know what? I belong out here. A couple good this turns. This is normal. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling good here. And then all of a sudden, once he had that aha moment, then it's a couple of his decision-making, he, he should have shot when he passed, when he clipped it to the back post, yeah. or he should have dribbled with it when he tried to play an early ball in behind to, it to might've been Endo or Mullins, but he, uh, but but there was there was definitely a presence on the field when he was out there. He didn't shy away from getting on it. Uh, I I think no pun intended. His ceiling is very high. I I still think he's. But don't don't. You? I still think he's probably a couple years away from being a piece that you can go, right, we can rely on him in MLS. I, I, I like Greg's analysis of him that as an eight, he could be the player that gets in at the back post and using his size. I think he needs to fill into his body. Uh, and, and just kind of, I think, um, th- this was my analysis after the game was, every player learns differently. Everyone has a different learning Mm -hmm. style. And I think maybe for Noble, training with the first team and almost learning by experience in the right context, in the right game is the right way. And and that's how I learned as a young pro. And I remember trying to turn in midfield once and Paul Dickoff, I don't know if you remember that Mm -hmm. name, Absolutely clattered me up in the Forget a name air. like Dickoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and now all of a sudden, that was my moment to go. You know, what, I might want to check my shoulder in midfield because if I don't see what's behind me, I'm going to get kicked up in the air. And I think just through experience and Noble playing a little bit more in the right times with his toolbox, he, technically he's very good. He's a great kid, and, and uh, I, I think he's got a great aptitude to to, to continue learning. Um, that, that he could be a, a very, very interesting player. And his profile, by the way, in Germany and France, we've had big offers already here at TFC that we've turned down.
0: Yeah, no kidding. I, I look at that guy, and I'm like, this could be a future stud, an absolute stud. This is why John Herdman brought him to Canadian men's national team camp. And I don't know you don't want to f- fill his head... F- full of hot air or anything like that, but he does have such an intriguing profile. What I want to see from him as he grows, and you and I got to see him a lot with TFC, too. When he played the six, he would... Sometimes, kind of lose control of the game. You know, when Michael plays that position and he's a bulldog out there. And Michael can't. Bradley at his best controls everything on the field. I think that and that allowed him to hide at times. I think it's mentality. I think if he devel- develops a killer mentality, I don't know if that's something you can teach or whether that that's something that just is, comes natural to some individual individuals and doesn't for others. If he gets a little bit of a snarl, look out. I would not want to play that guy.
2: Yeah, well said. The word. Engagement. Some, sometimes he can switch off, and we've seen that in USL games where he's he's great for ten minutes, and then you won't see him for sort of fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think that that kind of aggressiveness and ruthfulness, ruthlessness that that can come, and 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 hopefully that'll come with experience. And uh, he, he just off the pitch too, man. He, he's a great kid, and. Uh, I, I'm so – that feeling of your debut is incredible, and uh, well done to him. And and all the academy staff for helping him get there. Awesome. And the other thing, too, I'd say just finally is how cool is it after the game, Greg Vanning is already saying we need to get him in the box more. He needs to yep. be cleaner with his touches. I think he needs to work with the sports science teams to fill those quads up so he can slow down and, and press players. And the fact that Greg cares that much about him it just shows – his love and, and how much he believes in him as well.
1: It's, uh, it's not just Greg and the staff, Just we caught it uh, through our post game scrums, even on the field. Every player on the first team was excited for him being out there. When awesome. uh, Noble was doing his uh, post game scrum, uh, I don't think you could see it obviously because it's happening in the background, but Io was there smiling, just beaming with a smile, kind of waving at him, kind of trying to throw him off his game there. But uh, it's, it's just a really good moment when you get to see that. You like to see those young players do that. And, and we've been fortunate enough to
0: witness that, you know, quite often in recent years with young players coming through the team. Schaffelberg, just a few months, just a few weeks ago. So uh, the other player I wanted to bring up is Alex Bono, another clean sheet, six on the season for Alex and through this very difficult stretch where he's watched 16 straight MLS games from the bench, he's been a consummate professional, he's working hard, trying to improve, trying to get better, trying to stay sharp. So when his his number's called upon, he's ready to go. Um, It's just the nature of being a goalkeeper, right? And TFC happened to have two very good ones. I know that Quinton Westbrook hasn't been coming away with clean sheets. I think if you go back and watch the tape, <laughs> There's very few of those opportunities he could have done anything about, but Alex another clean sheet and Greg Vanny's going to continue to ride him through the final where they'll take on the Montreal Impact.
2: Yeah, I hope Greg sticks with him, and I, and I wouldn't be surprised he if, if he does, which is great. And I think he's Alex Bonnell's earned that opportunity, and, and all Alex can do in this situation is is keep your head down, train like a beast every day, push Westberg as much as you can. Clean sheets speak for themselves. Uh, there's been moments where he's had to make a couple of saves. He's had to make himself big against Ottawa. I think his his uh, distribution's been clean, and, and he brings a, a different profile. He brings a different set of tools than than Westberg, and and I think I think maybe just through this Ottawa series, I I, I haven't seen as much in training. John Conway and the keepers are going and do their own thing a sure. lot of the time, but. Uh, I, I think he's probably just earned a little bit of trust from Greg Vanney as well. I I, I think,
0: yes. I, I think that he was, you know, there were some goals in some games last year. Just didn't have a great year. Canada, I think it was Canada against the Red Bulls, let in a soft one early. TFC couldn't come back. But last year it wasn't just Alex. It was, it was a lot of different players. So... um good good to see him do well um the montreal impact went to cavalry and calgary really good story i really loved um the canadian premier league teams and what they added um to the competition this year i actually think there might have been a couple other canadian premier league teams that maybe could have done a better job than ottawa in in a series (laughs) Um, but they brought something to the table but inevitably it's the impact it's Toronto FC 401 Derby Coming up in September I believe it's the 18th and 25th The two legs of The, um, the Canadian Championship Final Where it's not only about Canadian Championship Bragging rights TFC going for their 4th Consecutive Voyagers Cup, but it's also getting back into the Concacaf Champions League. Where next season Toronto FC are going to have something else to prove after what played out, you know, in the early stages against Independiente back February, yeah, which was I,
2: awful. I, I'm sure TFC has aspirations to be the first MLS team to go and win the Concacaf Champions League, but not just getting ahead of yourselves. I I, I think the rivalry is real. I think Montreal are still stinging probably from the Javinko goal. Remember in the final in the Canadian mm-hmm. Championships late on. On an injury time, the Benoit Rue header in oh, the semifinal. That day
0: and he's back with the tabless impact
2: now. borian's back, and so, so what I like about the Derby too now is it's not just. I remember playing in it, and it was very blue collar, and it was great that the fans would come down, and I remember walking for a coffee, and it was Dunfield, you suck, and and the Montreal fans would come. It, 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 this, it was. I'm like sweet, he knows me, uh, but it was, <laughs> it was. But now I I think there's 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 the the definitely. The the like fierceness of the derby aspect and the mentality of, of TFC getting one over Montreal and the city versus the city but also the quality of the football on the pitch is getting better by the year as well so I I can't wait for the final a shout out to, to Calvary I know they conceded an early set piece but they had Montreal on the ropes a little bit Montreal had to they're gonna have a few sore bodies today defending some of those Pasquati throws and corners and uh and, and, and Montreal put a shift in in Calgary and you could hardly even see the game with the lights the, the pitch was so dark. So dark. That's Bruce Meadows. Yes. <laughs>
0: um, look, no Piatti right now. And
2: Diallo's a huge miss as well. He's gone to long, miss- Yeah, he's gone. he's gone to... He's just transferred out. He's like Montreal's Van Dyke. Montreal, a little bit like TFC, are kind of like hanging in that playoff push as well. I think TFC's got a deeper squad where Montreal is going to have to play a similar team.
0: So right now, the MLS standings entering the weekend. Uh, the impact and Orlando, and Toronto FC, all on 33 points. The impact, by virtue, I I don't know why, to be honest, but MLS has them listed as 7th place in the conference. Orlando, then Toronto FC. Even though that TFC has a game in hand on both Montreal and Orlando, TFC will play the Montreal Impact at BMO Field coming up. Nine games to go. This is the problem, Terry. Only three of them are at home. Including that one game against the Impact. Six of the games away from home. Starting this Saturday at Columbus against the crew. Hear me out here, okay? And this might sound absolutely crazy. Check me if you want. But I think playing away from home might actually suit t- Toronto FC. And this is why. Coming into BMO field, these teams that have sat back against TFC, they've caused the Reds fits. Like, honestly, TFC's had a very difficult time breaking teams down who sit back and just wholeheartedly defend in a much more open game when, you know, home sides typically are much more progressive. will get out there and attack. I think TFC f- do much better against teams that actually come out and play them. What, what are your thoughts on that?
2: I think TFC have missed Victor Vasquez a little bit this year no, trying to break kidding. teams down. Uh, the other thing it does is it, it sets TFC up for a counterattack where, where TFC, are, you know, miss a little bit of athleticism. So there's some very quick teams in this league, and, and TFC have been exposed uh, to transition goals a little bit. But I, I think TFC, and, and this has always been uh, – part of Greg's ideology, whether they're playing home or away since he's been here for the the last four or five years. He's never changed that they they don't play for a point that wherever they go they're playing for three points and I, I think once Greg settles on this is my core group of players this is the system we're going to go with I think that there's enough quality in this squad this is one of the best squads in MLS that they can put together a run and teams that put together a run at the end of the season those are the dangerous teams come playoff time but It's easier to say it than go out and do it. And these boys have to go out and do it. And I think they can set a a marker against Tim Bezbachenko's Columbus side that will set them up for the next eight games. If it doesn't go well in Columbus, now all of a sudden, maybe it's a little bit squeaky bum time. A
0: couple weeks ago, you would have thought this game guaranteed three points for Toronto FC. Seriously, the the crew were down in the dumps. They were absolutely stinking. A Higuain out for the year. And all of a sudden, they turned things around. The last five games away draw at chicago home win over the impact away win at the red bulls pick up a draw against san jose a team that surprised some people this year and then they followed that up with another draw against fc cincinnati so five games unbeaten they're going to columbus um pedro santos is in form he scored some great goals in recent weeks zardis is a threat um should Toronto FC be worried is is this kind of a game that might seem to be a lot more winnable than it
2: actually is. Uh, I think it's a tough game. I and, and what what makes it even tougher for TFC is, is really they need to go out and and pick up 3 points and in MLS it's it's difficult to chase points because you leave yourself a little bit open. It's tough to chase points at home, uh, sorry, on the road, but I think if you look at it From Columbus's point, it's a must-win game for them as well. So at some point, Columbus are going to have to open up. And I I, I think whoever... Uh, is tighter defensively and executes. I know, know, thanks, Captain Obvious, who's ever tighter defensively, and then when that moment presents himself, is able to take it, will go on and win. I think whoever is able to do that goes and wins 2 or 3 nil. because now all of a sudden you've got to chase that second goal. So many players on on the Columbus crew, it's like those players that you love to hate. If you're a Toronto SC
0: fan, David Accombs on the team. Trap. Will trap Arthur, Santos, Zardes. So a lot of familiar faces. Uh, Jordan Hamilton made the bench for their last game against Cincinnati as well. We wish Jay Hems well, but not too well this weekend. Um, <laughs> look, look, but th- th- this is this is the problem now with Toronto <laughs> FC coughing away points. We wish him well, but not too well. <laughs> yeah, not not this week. Um, like with TFC it. coughing away some points in recent weeks, is that now all of a sudden? It has a similar feel to last season where you're like yeah tfc's in the mix yeah tfc's in the mix yeah they're they're right there but there's simply no room for error this is the problem like they put pressure on themselves now and this isn't just the games where tfc had players away at the gold cup and out through injury it's in recent weeks where you know the games have ended up in draws instead of wins or losses instead of draws this is where it kind of all starts to heap on top of you, and the pressure is on. Exactly. Let's be honest here.
2: Yeah, exactly. And and you almost need now, especially with the schedule finishing a little bit early and less breaks, you almost start to like. Right, we need to hone in on that playoff mentality, uh, coming into these games, and and we we can. It's almost time to play no mistake football. It's, it's almost time to, that, that when opportunities come, I just, I just said it, we, we, TFC have to take them. Boys have to start putting a shift in, in all four phases of the games. And, 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 and it's, it's, stuff's getting real now. Yep. And and and, and uh, I think that is going to be the mindset. I, I'd imagine it will be going into Columbus. And uh, I, I think the confidence of of Ottawa was important midweek. I think we saw some free flowing fluidity. Saw some nice goals. There could have been more. I think the players that are. Going to start against Columbus, they better go out and produce because you've got players chomping at the bit to get into the squad, which is important. And th- this is the game to set you up for the next eight. And we can't be saying that okay, the next game is the game, the next game is the game, because it is going to be too late. And and teams are picking up points off one another. It's it's difficult to predict who those top seven teams are going to no, be. No
0: kidding, New England's right in the mix there as well. Uh,
2: i got, a I've feeling that the
0: Red Bulls up one through five is pretty settled as playoff teams. But below that, six and seven are completely up for grabs. Um, let's end on this. And obviously, put your coaching hat back on, Terry. What is your first choice 11? I have an idea of what I think my first choice 11 would be going into this weekend. Um, there might be a little bit of a formation change that I'd go through, uh, maybe not 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 a complete change of the way the team plays, but maybe just a little bit of a tinker here. Let's start with you, Terry, and then we'll come to me. What would your starting eleven be? Right. I
2: hope the players aren't listening to this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, th- this is this is part of this is this is life as a coach.
2: Right. Right. Uh, Tough decisions. They're not it, easy. It is. Uh... I think I go back to tried and tested, and I know it works. Uh, I like the idea of a diamond in midfield, but I don't think there will have been enough time to work on it. I think that's how you bring Potsuelo in as a 10, and then you've got Mullins and Altidore up front. That was my first thought, but this is how I would go. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, starting in net, Alex Bono. You go with Bono ahead of Westbrook. Okay. Back three, Mavinga, Moore, Gonzalez. Okay, uh, left to right in a midfield five, Morrow, Michael sitting, Potsuelo and Osorio as my eights and tens, Larea, right wing back, Mullins and Eltador up top.
0: Okay, interesting. I'll take your you silence. Back, you want to go back to three
2: at the back? I, I think so. I don't see Greg doing that. Th- I, th- I think it's an aggressive. Uh, also, I think you, I think you can be aggressive like uh, Simeone style. You know, Atletico Madrid, right? Mm -hmm. The way they were so successful is they press. They play with an intensity for 20 minutes. They go and get their goal. Their their wingers would be really high. Time's they had a front four. They get into the faces of teams and then just sit back in that low block and hit on the counter. And I think that this... uh, Three five two is adaptable. Where you can do that, you can get into the faces of teams. You can smother them, get your goal, and then sit back and look to hit on the counter. Base. Interesting. Okay.
0: Ow. Okay. okay. <laughs> this is my starting eleven. What is yours? It's a Westberg. Right. It starts Richie. What's
2: the system? Sorry.
0: It's a four two. Almost like a four-two-two-two or a four-four-two. Okay? okay, I'm going with Westberg as my goalkeeper. From right to left, I go Richie, Omar, Drew, and JMO. So it's harsh. I got to put Mavinga on the bench. I want reliable right now. Yeah, and I feel that Drew is the most reliable option alongside Gonzalez. I know you got, lose a little bit in terms of pace, but that's what I do. I have two holding midfielders, and, and this I, I'm about playing to a player's strength. I put Azorio alongside Michael Bradley. I think jo- Jonathan's been playing a little bit out of position. I think he's more of a six than an eight, um, so I bring him back a little bit. Down the left-hand side, I keep Schaffelberg. Down the right-hand side, playing a little bit more from the inside out, I have Benaze and I have Pozuelo up top alongside Altidore. All right. I think that those two players need to play off one another with speed around them. That's why I keep Jacob in the team. And I think Bettaze can play from the inside out. Come inside a little bit, kind of like Bernardo Silva does. Yep. Bernardo Silver does for Manchester City, where he can go to the outside, but he starts a little bit inside, more can get inverted, Richie, and he can get it outside, and he can Richie Laurea coming on the overlap. That's how I set things up. I think that Oso and Bradley just provide that extra bit of a shield. I want Oso pushing a little bit up ahead of Bradley, um, taking that initiative, but not playing too far up. That's how I line up this weekend.
2: I like it. So, yeah, it's good. Thank you. A lot of density through the middle of the field.
0: I, I think I think you need that, and a um, lot of quality. Right and look, it's harsh keeping guys like Mavinga, Endo out yeah. of the team. Mullins, yeah. <laughs> he he deserves a look right now. But uh, and the other player, like the only other way that I do it, the one change I would make, maybe take out Benaze and put on in Delion. The way, but he played ninety minutes Wednesday. I'm, I'm I'm not sure how his hips are feeling, a little yeah. bit tight. But Delion Benaze that's the one that's kind of interchangeable for me. So that's it. All right. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see. Uh, well, we'll see how it all plays out this weekend. I'm hoping for the best. I'm thinking the best. I'm thinking Toronto FC. There's no reason why they can't go to Columbus. Come away with the full three points.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too.
0: Good stuff, Dunfield. Good to have you back. How are you feeling? Feeling fresh?
2: Yeah, good. 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 The, my tan's kind of peeling off right now, but other Use than that. Use the sunscreen. The, <laughs> all right.
0: Uh, we'll recap it all next week. Maybe we'll get more into some bigger picture uh, topics surrounding MLS, the Campionis Cup one, this, whatever. This
2: is a massive game on Saturday. Yes. it really. It, I, that's I, why I, it deserved a little bit more I, focus. I think so.
0: Good stuff. Uh, thanks to Jerome, thanks to Dunfield, and thanks to you for listening out there. This is being come on, you Reds.